Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Lifetime original movies are a staple of any TV junkie's diet, and we take them very seriously. So seriously that we've dedicated an entire podcast to picking apart each and every one ever made. The stories, the actors, the stunning dialogue, the IMDb trivia. We're here to discuss it all with the appropriate mixture of reverence and humor, one movie at a time. I'm Molly McAleer, and this is Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. It's his secret fam, his secret family. My guest Ronnie Karam is back. Hi. Hi. Shh, it's a secret. Be quiet. It's a uh, secret family. <laughs> Who's my father? I'll never tell you. <laughs> um. So, like, I don't know if this movie is so good that I could talk about it for five hours, or if I really just like kind of want to sort my mail while we like, t- while we do this, like I feel like I have some mail I could sort right now. And like, I could easily just get over, like get through what I need to say about this film. I purposely wore shoes with socks today because I knew if I wore flip flops, I would pick my toenails. You knew it. <laughs> yeah, I felt it coming. So they we need have a Haley good Duff. Haley Duff is in this film. Haley Duff, wow. She is, uh, she's, you know, the, the secondary, I think, lesser known Duff sister, for those of you out there who didn't already know that. Uh, I've actually met uh, Haley Duff, and she's a nice girl. I just want to say that. I feel she like seems full very disclosure. Nice. She's a very nice girl. Usually, um, nice people are terrible actors. It's like the horrible people who are good actors. This was actually her last credit as an actress. I know that currently she. She has 
some shows now. Haley's America. Um, she was on that for a while, What's which I about? believe is it's it's Haley Duff, like doing a uh, cooking traveling cooking show. She likes to cook. Haley's America. It she sounds very called, low energy. Yeah, she does food's greatest <laughs> hits TV series. Like she does a lot of food stuff now. Real like girls she would be kitchen. Like, Hi, welcome to Haley's America. Today we're in Salt Lake City where they like crackers and cheese. We're going to make that now. It's a very low energy, Haley. Unique Sweets. Isn't that the show that Georgia Hardstart does with Allie Ward? She is Stephen Ray Morris also uh, works on My Favorite Murder. Uh, dude, Crossover. our girl Haley has done some apps of Unique Sweets. I wonder crossover. if like that's kind of like a crazy crossover. Do they it's wear like ball wild. gowns on that show? Because I know Georgia Hardstark from Improv back in the day. She's so sweet. And so when she got on the cooking channel, I would watch her and I was like, how do they do this beverage show? Because they're like, hey, we're like the cute, like we're really cute and we make beverages. But they would always <laughs> be in these party dress ball gown things. And I was like, geez, that's a big wardrobe department for cooking channel. Uh, they, yeah, they were big on Tumblr back in the day. They've been doing the drink thing for a really long time. I'm glad they've tra transitioned to I all sorts of different things. I saw them on one of those. They're both so nice. Those talky. Allie they just send coming all the... on here, actually. She is? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Keep going. Um, I haven't met her before, but I like when they go, uh, I like how they're just on all those shows with all the different chefs where they're like, we're at Rocco's in New York City today. And then. All the different chefs give their opinion of those foods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, kind of like diners and drive, diners, drive-ins and dives, but multiple people and they don't have douchebag hair. Right. Well, some of them. But they do that. They're spokespeople for a lot of those places. And I'm like, you did not just go to Paris, New York, and Nashville for this one episode. This is the cooking channel. Who the fuck are you kidding? Allie and Georgia. Who are you kidding? All right, that's my question that's going out to Allie and Georgia. You think that they're not really, like, you think they're green screening it? I, well, <laughs> they're not actually saying? in there. It's one of those interview shows where multiple chefs will be like, oh, the risotto at that place, it's amazing because Jean-Luc has a special way with salting the rice or whatever. Okay, all right. Well, I just have, a, like, a little confession. I don't generally watch cooking shows <sighs> because I'm frustrated that I can't taste the food, and then I, like, get – I don't – I don't – like, I look at the people's clothing, and I look at their mannerisms, and I'm like, well, we probably wouldn't even have the same taste anyway. <laughs> and then I'm like, probably fucking sucks. <laughs> like, I can't, like, they're gross. I can't watch like, any of those shows. Amber gross. I'm not cooking her gnocchi. <laughs> like <laughs> – <laughs> But like that's why I always want to get into like Top Chef or like any one of those things. People love Chopped. Like the things, the way I hear people talk about Chopped, I'm like, I wish I could get in there. I did. I did enjoy some episodes of Cupcake Wars. Um, that that show was kind of fun. But like, I had a friend I, on that. She went did? on the Cupcake Wars. They cheat on that show. No offense. Don't spread it. No, they, not for my you, friend. My friend didn't say that. By the way, this is more interesting than this movie. So don't worry, you guys. <laughs> We can spend 20 minutes on Cupcake Wars with Stephen Ray Morris having a hard out at 8.30, and we're still going to be fine. If we get to this movie in the last 15 minutes of the podcast, it was worth it. Really? Because I've got like 30 pages of notes. 
<laughs> but wait, tell me about your friend cheating on Cupcake Wars. <laughs> she, she did not cheat. I'm so sorry I said that. But um, <laughs> you didn't. I'm putting those words in your mouth. Oh, uh, she went on the on the old Cupcake Wars, and she's like, I said, how did you do that? Because those shows are like make a cupcake in five seconds. I'm like, you could not possibly have baked a cupcake in this amount of time. Right, like, exactly. There's no physical way. And she's like, well, when we were fit, and I'm giving it away by imitating her. She won't listen to this. And she's like, well. Well, thanks, when, Ronnie. Well, well, we didn't. No, I just meant because it's me, not you. Um, <laughs> when we weren't finished, they would give us a little extra time. And then they would say, okay, you've got a little extra time. And then we still weren't finished. So they give us a little extra time. And then when it looked like someone would be finished, they start shooting again and call time. Wow. Jeez. So that part is cheating. But so, yeah, I mean, I guess the only time that people, because everyone always just like manages to make it. Like that's always a big cliffhanger. Like, are they going to make it? And it's yeah. only the people you like who truly shit the shit the bed. And they usually get out during the first round. Like they're <laughs> not like task oriented people in any capacity. Like they should be working at like a boutique yeah. that sells like one thing once a day. Like, I didn't and put they the just rice tinker on around the last all day. Five minutes. <laughs> oh, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we also have uh, David O'Donnell in this movie. David O'Donnell was uh, Jason slash David. So what else has he done? And do they all require tiny eyebrows? I mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> the I second I like, saw him, I was like, those are the tiniest eyebrows I've ever seen in my life. This is the genre of like lifetime man. Actually, no, that's a lie. I was going to say, well, no, it's maybe not. This is maybe the genre of lifetime man I'm most attracted to beside um, my boyfriend, Eddie Fisher and Liz and Dick. Um, it's like he's like kind of like, I don't know. He kind of looks I don't I guess he's maybe like a uh, David Duchovny slash Kyle Chandler type. Sort I think of moment. he's like an Eddie Siver. Well, when he looked, uh, when yeah. he walked up, he was very uh, McDreamy. Or McDreamy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. But then younger, so it wasn't him. And then he was kind of like younger, thinner Eddie Cibrian, who, you know, like didn't take roids or whatever. Yeah. But then once it got close up on him, I was like, this is the worst actor I've ever seen in my life. And he has really tiny eyebrows, which I don't even know if I'm pro or con. He made some like wild choices toward the end. (laughs) I cannot wait to share the audio. But dude, he was born in Wellesley, Massachusetts, fellow Massachusetts person, grandson to the great Kenny O'Donnell, Harvard football captain and chief of staff of the uh, for President Kennedy. David grew up. Okay, so it's nepotism. This is nepotism. Wow. Way to go, Dad. Uh, what else shit lifetime done? movie that cost $10 to make. His dad's like, that's right. So I'm a hard work. Gotcha, kid. He just finished something called In Search of Fellini. Uh, he was in His Secret Family uh, just back in 2015. Did a handful of things in between that. He's done a lot of Christmas movies. Um, yeah, 12 Wishes of Christmas, A Christmas Wedding Tale. Um, are they all on Lifetime and or Hallmark? I'm guessing Christmas Under Wraps. Yeah, these are all. Yeah. Because he's hot. He just needs to like be quiet. I Merry don't know. Christmas. I could use some more shirtless. <laughs> Was there any shirtless scenes with this guy? Um, no, right? 
I don't think he was shirtless. No, I don't think we saw any shirtless scene. Oh. He was on Seventh Heaven uh, early on in his career. One of his first roles oh, um, no. was you on know that Seventh guy was Heaven. Was a molester? I hope he wasn't too young when he was on that show. <laughs> no, he, don't worry. That... He liked girls. <laughs> no, not Stephen any... Collins likes little girls. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, did you see like the TMZ, like the woman who uh, Catherine Hicks, who played the mom on Seventh Heaven, like kind of likes. She kind of did a little bit of a clap back in the news the other day where someone was like, would you ever do a Seventh Heaven reunion? She's like, yes, but of course we'd have to open up on Steven's casket. And I was like, damn. <laughs> Bitch, like, well, you're crazy. Like, what, wait, what's her name? Is it Annie She's Potts like, if it's or called Catherine Eighth Hicks? Husband Catherine and he's Hicks. dead. Eighth, eighth Heaven. It doesn't have the ring to it, does it? Eighth Heaven. Well, by the end, it was like it was only Seventh Heaven for like three seasons, and then they had twins. Like they like they they oh, fucking they blew their nine. load with the twins. He uh did <laughs> he played young man on Seventh Heaven. He did um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Melrose Place, um, Beverly Hills Nine Hundred Two One Zero. He played Tony in an episode called Eighties Night. Um, he was on several episodes of Undress, so you can probably see sh- shirtless shots there. Wags is, is that like a show aggressively... where people are really undressed? I feel like it's where people are just eating salads without anything on it. It's... Like anytime they name something like naked, it's not. It's like some clothed. No, it's M- MTV's Undressed. It was like a culty. It's like a culty show from like I guess the early two thousands or yeah, early two thousands. Been on about... a lot of terrible shit. It actually makes me feel bad because I thought, good for this guy. Like, he's in his 30s. He's obviously given some blowjobs to get here. I mean, that's good because <laughs> he's terrible, and I've never seen him before. But now no, to he know that he's actually got an entire resume of stuff. I mean, not great stuff. He's a Kennedy. Stuff. Like, he's not no. a Kennedy. But, like, he's, <laughs> he's related <laughs> to someone who worked for a Kennedy. <laughs> well, um, I guess that's like secretary nepotism. Parker Stevenson, do you know him? Of course. He was married to Kirstie Alley. She divorced him. That poor guy. Could you imagine? Do you think that was America's sliding doors moment? <laughs> do you think, is that when she became a Scientologist? Would we never have the show Fat Actress if it wasn't for that divorce? Fat Actress is a classic. How dare you? Patrick did, that's his name, right? Parker. Parker Stevenson. Okay, I think Parker was with her back in the Cheers days. And they were like, we're so happy. And then they went on all these talk shows and they were like, oh my God, it, like here's how to be a happy marriage couple or whatever. And then, of course, they yes. divorced and she was like throwing hamburgers at him and shit. Because that's when she like got really cursed yeah. Like she got hugely cursed at that time. And everyone was like, she's fat. Is it because of Parker? And then they were fighting and stuff. And I just always imagined She was on her- cocaine too well i mean so is he i mean look at his face that is a cocaine that is an ex-cocaine face yeah people who do cocaine no one's judging you moisturize do you think he's in the program (laughs) i'm laughing at (laughs) you saying moisturize not at the thought of someone being in the program (laughs) it's true though i think when you're drinking hard and you're doing drugs i mean we've all been there (laughs) <laughs> but you're not thinking of the smart thing. Use a condom. Drink your water. Use your moisturizer. Now, do you know Jennifer Aspen, who played the first wife? 
What's she from? That, She's I'm from like everything. She was in something called Party of Five. Just kidding. Everyone knows Party of Five. Mm-hmm. Greatest show of all time. I couldn't with that show. I didn't She's like it. She's in Scream Queens um, in the Haunted House episode as Mandy Greenwell. Um, did you see? That was like one of the old, um, one of the old sorority sisters from the 80s who like, um, she wound up like dead inside inside of the haunted house. Mandy no, Greenwald. Is anyway. that a real thing? That's <laughs> I, that's the name of her character. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> let uh, shit my shit my dad says. Glee. Um, Rodney, a show called Rodney. <laughs> Rodney. Boston Legal. Oh, I saw Boston she, Legal. She was on a show called Come to Papa. <laughs> oh, geez. Now, this girl has not given blowjobs. This is a girl who should have a better career. She's um, good. I liked her. She was very funny. You, yeah, you thought show. she did a good, she did some good comedic stuff. I mean, she did the best she could. Could you even believe she was married to that guy in this movie? I didn't buy it. I mean, I'm I'm just glad that she's taking like dramatic roles now. Like she seems, I mean, she's done a lot of stuff, and I I think that she's a big enough actress that she's on the poster. That's pretty like key. But like Parker Stevenson's agent like didn't. What I'm serious, Parker Stevenson's agent didn't negotiate that, and like Jennifer Aspen's agent did. But I guess it is his secret family, so we have to maybe show the wives more than I don't know. It's not the secret Parker. Okay. <laughs> no one is wondering what happens with Parker in this. I know. I'm like fighting for his like rights here to get covered. <laughs> he's he's a bigger name. Okay. Um. So we open up on big on uh, a house in Big Bear. It's a big, beautiful home. Have you ever been to Big Bear? Yes. That is some white trash. It's white trash. With children everywhere, and everywhere is like a skee-ball place. Okay, interesting. And they've got like big wooden bears that they sell. They're like, you want to buy a big wooden bear? Who wants that? It's like one of those big things you put in your yard. This place is trash, big bear. In Lifetime movies, you're sometimes supposed to know, like you're supposed to have a vibe about an area, and sometimes you're not at all. Like with the Craigslist killer, like you really didn't need to know anything about Boston at all but like with like drew peterson like it kind of being a more midwestern thing was like hugely important to the story and Wasn't like drew peterson modesto uh yeah that's a lacy yeah oh no, that- no 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 that's no drew peterson uh you're oh, thinking scott of um peterson. scott peterson sorry. i know right sorry other killer no i know right though um I always confuse them too. So which one was Drew Peterson? Drew Peterson was like he was played by Rob Lowe, but he was the cop that like had five wives and like the last like three of them like turned or four four of them the last like three of them turned up dead. Oh, was that a real? That's a real. Yeah, thing, it's a real right? story. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just think it's funny with no, Rob Lowe should, running like, around. No, you totally like, see it too. Like the real Drew wives. Peterson's like su- he's like totally fugly, and then they just like got uh, Rob Lowe. Like and they put him in kind of an ugly wig, and he gained some weight. And he that's like they, I mean it was just like such it was <laughs> it was so it was so nice of Lifetime to do that for him. <laughs> Um, they really opened up. His, they really, I mean, Jodie Arias, like, I mean, hers was, ba- I mean, that actress and Jodie Arias, I would say, are probably equally beautiful. <laughs> you think? I mean, kind of. That actress was hot, I thought. 
You don't think Jodi Arias is hot? Well, I only saw the after pictures where she was That's trying to look true. like... That's not true. Since we've... <laughs> since you've been... You saw them with me. I don't think you... I don't think you showed them to me. You just told me that she used to be really hot. I'll and then you, you started after. looking at your computer and you're like, yeah, see, she's really hot. But I was sitting across from you and, and I couldn't were, see like, it. you were like not looking. Yeah, yeah no, I couldn't I know. see it. Sorry. Okay, sorry I accused you of that. No, I'm not guilting you. I mean, maybe I did see... I don't know. Maybe I just have like hot girl forgetting issues it's okay so Haley does character sarah she is kind of like a little bit of like a bogan like she is a little bit white trash and like it kind of like i mean i i, I guess I mean, that's the only way i know how to describe it just because like she's a nice mom like they live in a beyond gorgeous home but like the fact that like she's in this marriage where her husband just takes off for like weeks at a time without telling her and like she's not, like not full of too many questions when her yeah. son is also dying of like a life threatening disease, like, oh my like God. dying. Which, of how a would you even know disease. from that doctor? He's like, your child has a disease. I'm like, do you even can someone <laughs> at least help the guy pronounce the words? I don't even. I have them all written down here because I was mortified at that doctor scene. But in general, yeah, she. Here's the thing with Lifetime. I really appreciate that they kind of get back at the men because, you know, like the male-dominated industry. <laughs> There's always like the girl who you know nothing about. You're like, why is she in love with this guy? You never know. They're just like plastic. Right. And in this one, the guys are like that. You have no idea what's good about him. He's never there. She's just like, he's a husband, so I love him. So I like that. But then at the same time, it's really not feminist because she's just some dumb girl who just wants There's to be married. There's not a lot of, yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a common theme in these films is there's not there's not a lot of character development. Like <laughs> yeah, everyone like, like gets to like one together. thing. Yeah. Like Haley Duff is like a, a mom who's worried about the bills. Yeah, she like, just cares. Like she got, she got some guy to marry her and she lives in a house and she's like, I'm not going to ask any questions. My kitchen doesn't match. Like nothing in here makes sense. But who cares? <laughs> I have a man. And, you know, he comes home every once in a while. That's all I need. At one point we learned her dad died, but there was no follow up on that. <laughs> she was maybe from the greater L.A. area. Like the they, valley that, or something. That was the scene with Parker. She yeah, sees Parker at the police station and she's like, hello, officer, I'm... Because, she, you know, she's very low energy. So she's <laughs> like, officer, I'm really worried about my husband. And you see him like slowly stalking up. It's like, oh my God, is it the killer? Because it's like from behind. He's slowly... And that's stupid Parker Stevens. And he's like, hey, I knew your dad. And she's like, yeah, he's dead. I know. Because, like, he was like, oh, I tried to reach out a couple years ago, and your dad never reached back. And I was going to say, yeah, because she just, like, he was probably dead already. Like, you didn't even ask for a timeline. But no, it was like, also, like, oh, such good friends. Like, such good friends. Like, you had no idea he died. Like, he's another cop. Like, when cops die, even when they're like former cops, isn't that like kind of a big deal in the cop world? I would think so. They I think you'd like at least know. go get a beer. I mean, it's a big bear. It's like, like at least something to do. It's like, well, my friend died. We're getting a beer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like then, then, then he gets some beers and talk about. <laughs> That's that was weird of them. So. 
Okay, the the dad shows up, right? And I guess we're calling him Jason. He's Jason and he's David, but Haley calls him Jason. They burn I'm... through every white person name in this movie. They're like, <laughs> Sarah Johnson was her name. Her son's like, Timmy Johnson. Brandon. Her son's name is fucking Brandon. Her sister's name was Lauren. You're right. You're exactly right. Emily, Lauren, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, Joan. It's like every name on the keychain rack, you know, in a tourist shop. Yeah. <laughs> Joan is totally on here as well. I love this. And then Detective Sharpson doesn't even have a first name. <laughs> and yeah, Detective Miller, also no name. Uh, Dr. McCann, no name. Like literally all the most boring names. I think they gave them no names so they didn't have to pay them. Because some of them, it looked like they were just doing line throughs, you know? Where right. they're like, okay, just say your lines, practice, we're setting the camera. And they're like, okay, cut, you're out. Bling, bling. Grab your Subway sandwich on the way out. Get the hell out of here. Take a mini crunch bar with you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did you um, even tell these people you were <laughs> shooting? That doctor's probably like, what the holy F? They didn't even tell me they were shooting. I look like a damn idiot. I don't even know how to pronounce the words. <laughs> so um basically um she heard you know jason gets there and like the son's like dad can we take the boats out and um and he or the dad's like i don't know something happens with the boats and like the son's like mom says the boats are bone dry like meaning they have no gas in them and dad's like oh is that what she said and like it was like kind of this weird tension moment and it makes sense later like why but like i don't know why like she had to lie to him about telling the kid that there was no gas in the boats like it's true <laughs> like but what no about that scene where she gets gas out of the garage i know How are we gonna justify this that was like a meeting later and they're like put something at the beginning they like, wrote backwards on that one <laughs> they were like established that they don't keep gas in the boat so <laughs> It's so stupid. So we need the dramatic tension of her speed walking to the garage. We learn that Brandon's been really sick for a long time, and that they have a big doctor's appointment tomorrow. And, and if Haley you don't believe it, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> when he was running, she was like, "Keep your hand in your pocket." Like I'm like, I guess like are they referring to some sort of like, like all those asthma things. <laughs> I don't know, but, but then they never showed one. Inhalers. Someone like, forgot to get one in he's props. He's gripping his inhaler while he runs. <laughs> what a fun childhood. Like, at that point, just, like, like get an iPad and get, like, and just give up. Um, well, but... you saw his talent with that. They showed him drawing some artwork on the iPad, and I was like, it's time to get rid of this child. I hope no, just like, deathly ill <laughs> children are listening to this podcast. Give up. Get an iPad and just lie down. Um, okay, but dude, no, so she's like, you have to go to the doctor's appointment, he's like, oh, but I have a meeting, and she's like, this is a really important doctor's appointment, our son is like, basically dying, and he's like, I'll see what I can do, so, I have to work, okay, don't, what don't you understand about me having to work, he got so angry, like, he really flew off really quick, and I was like, oh my god, is it an abuse thing where he chases her the whole movie, because that's a lifetime trope I love, 
or is the dog going to die? Because they kept showing that golden retriever, and he was so cute. Mm -hmm. And then the son's like, I love this golden retriever. It's all I have. The boats are dry. (laughs) I was like, is the dog going to die? I feel like every bit of tension they set up never really paid off. So, oh, this is another. Okay, this is one, I guess. This is maybe the closest thing to a payoff we have in the whole movie. She brings up the fact that they're not making their bills. And, like, they're just not. They're like they're the bills are piling up. the The bill collectors are calling every day, and like they live in a fucking nice house. I was looking at that house, being like, "That's like a two, like three million dollar house." Oh my god! But the taste, okay. I feel like you shouldn't have to pay as much rent or lease or whatever mortgage if your house if is going to be that stupid. If it's stupid, like they had a big <laughs> tile centerpiece in the kitchen. Yeah, what was it a rock? Like what was it a picture of? It was like a piece of bread or something. No, like, who does that? It was like it was like literally a loose stone. It was like <laughs> so. It was like an it was like a nicely shaped loose stone. What? Who chooses that for I like literally art was centerpiece one... made out of tile that you can never change? It was like pressed up against a Keurig or something, and like it made no <laughs> sense. And like I understand that they live in Big Bear, so like rocks are kind of like a theme or whatever. And like I don't want to be a hypocrite. I have a lot of wood in my house. It's a little on the nose. But like look, it's a tree it's house. Style. It's no. style. This house, look, the tile I, I want to be aware. The, the I want to be self-aware. I want to be self-aware. Yeah, like just because you live in Big Bear doesn't mean you have to give up all your sense of style. Like her, her bedding, like her bedding was like Kmart, like that. Um, you can tell it was a low thread count, and it was all those flowers, like the really small. It flowers. was like it was like a for it was like a very forced like victorian floral pattern it just was very like it was very modernized and like on like a sateen fabric like just how it cost like it was probably like so sweaty it was very ross it was very like airbnb family that's like okay we don't know who's rented this house for the day that they're going to shoot this entire movie in so yeah you know put the maids sheets on the bed (laughs) (laughs) put the mush in the closet so is now a good time to talk about the bills that are piling up in the kitchen? <sighs> Look, you're not the one with bill collectors calling you every day. You don't think they call me too? Look, like I said, this trip was great. All these deals are going to close and we're going to have more than enough to get by. You say that a lot. Aren't you happy? Haven't I provided a wonderful life for you and Brandon? Yes. But... But what? What is there to worry about? I'm worried that the bank is going to come here and take our home away. That we're going to end up on the street. (laughs) Sweetie. Babe, that's ridiculous. That's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen if we pay the bills. Sweetheart, the bills are going to get paid. Besides, it's not your problem to worry about. Everything's going to be fine. Okay? Look, I'm sorry. Things are tight right now. But that is temporary. All these deals are going to finalize and we're going to be great again. Haley's husband, Sarah's husband, sorry... Uh, is completely unreachable the next morning. He doesn't show up to the doctor's appointment. The doctor says that Brandon is suffering from severe combined immune deficiency, which is a hereditary disease. Wait, say it again, because I didn't want to rewind it to hear it, but I was like, that is the dumbest disease I've ever heard. The Honestly, doctor's it like, sounds you have fake. severe genetic 
Laphantosis metonculus. It's honestly, they took four words that are like, oh, I know all those words. They just like never have really heard them together, but that sounds like they belong together. Like that's what they did. They took four <laughs> medical words and stuck them together. Severe combined immune deficiency. I have so much Skid. on the doctor. Like I'm literally making myself flick through it. Are you nervous that you have it? No, it's just uh, we don't need to like spend time on the doctor's terrible acting. There's so much terrible <laughs> acting in here, but I'm obsessed with the doctor because he's like, we have to do a genetic testosterone okay, for let's your child. Play the audio of the doctor. <laughs> Now, I understand you're having trouble trying to figure out what's causing the shortness of breath and the coughing. And disease spells. Hmm. Okay. Well, you have been through a battery of tests, haven't you? Yes, sir. Hey, Brandon, would you mind going to the waiting area and letting me talk to your mother privately? It's okay. Wait for me out there in the chairs, all right? Okay. Sure. <laughs> right this way. He seems like a really good kid. He is. He's, he's so smart and he's, he's such a sweet boy. I can tell. Now, I took a lot of time to evaluate Brandon's files. And after reviewing the files, I called his doctor just to get a better understanding. But my hunch is that Brandon is suffering from a rare genetic disorder called severe combined immune deficiency. SCID, or S-C-I-D, attacks the immune system, and most sufferers can't even be outdoors, so clearly, Brandon's case isn't that severe, but the disease can get a lot worse as he gets older. And is there a cure? Thankfully, there is, but it does require a bone marrow transplant. First, we have to make sure that he definitely has S-C-I-D, and then we have to do a genetic match. Generally, one of the parents will be the match. The disease is acting very slowly, so we have some time. But it is best that we find out who the match will be as soon as possible, okay? Okay. My nurse will schedule a match test for you and your husband immediately. Everything will be all right. <laughs> a genetic testosterone. <laughs> you literally can pronounce 50% of the words you're saying right now. <laughs> Hun, um... Um, Very important. If you are not here, if you are not a match, there is, it is very, <laughs> he's like, there is a very low chance that someone in the popularity will be a part of the chance of the genetic match. <laughs> what? Can someone just give the, just give him the line? Like, are you doing this all in one take? Just help the guy out. <laughs> <laughs> you are so true and they didn't like you know they didn't have the money to fire him and yeah, also were like, we're done. by the like, way i this is I, I hate to say this this is he's some of the only diversity in this film i believe he might be the only except for the hispanic cop that shows up halfway through that i believe she was going to have a love affair with i i was sensing really? i was sensing romantic sparks there that but, guy, this is, I'm sorry, this isn't video, so only malls can see this, but this is that guy, he, the frustrated partner cop, he goes, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you choking? 
What is wrong with you? He's reacting to nothing. Like, he just drove up. I was like, why do you already look like that? At least wait for someone to say, like, something sarcastic to you. What are you choking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Babe, so he... um, <laughs> Babe. Babe, listen. <laughs> they need to figure out which parent is the carrier, okay? Of this, the like... Carrier of the genetic monstrosity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Haley calls uh, the corporate headquarters of her husband's work. She's feeling unsafe at home, and um, there is no result for his name. Someone who's named David Marcus is the one who handles Southern California sales. That's so how, for some pharmaceutical how big is company. company that what is his name? It's like Jason Smith. It's, it's like, like Jason <laughs> Jason Gold. It's a, I think it was like Jason Goldblum or something. Because I noticed that he is Marcus. Yeah, Marcus is a Jewish last name, right? So I was like, did he just like make himself Jewish for his second yeah, family? Yeah, like, what from is Goldman? He went yeah. from like Goldman to yeah. No, okay, interesting, interesting. And she's so lazy, Haley. Okay, she's looking through all these bills. First off, I have to say, I love when the husband was like, "Babe, I have to work. Don't you appreciate everything I do for you? Look at all of this." I'm like, none of it's paid for. She's going through the bills right now. Like, I know exactly. So she can't even fight with her husband. And then in this part, she's going <laughs> through all the bills, calling the pharmaceutical company. They can't find him, and she goes, "Well, ma'am, that um, that part of the company is taking part of. It's taken. I'm so sorry. She's like that part of the company." is uh headed by this other place and she's like oh really and she goes would you like me to transfer you to human resources so you can ask them some more questions she's like no thanks i mean i was wondering that too i was thinking that seems like wildly inappropriate how much information this company is oh no he's not available but i have his social security number available if that's of interest to you Oh, would you like me to put you in touch with just his, his, you can speak to his direct boss. Yeah, I'm going to send you some fingerprints to go over. Um, them look like him. <laughs> so, um, the, another person that never pays off, the mom from the carpool, um, meets Haley Duff and she's like, is everything okay? Um, you know, someone said, um, oh, he said his dad missed his appointment, which was like, I'm like, oh, that's a weird thing like in the 10 minutes you're in the carpool lane like how was your day okay my dad missed my doctor's appointment i'm like that's i i kind of wanted him to be a more joyful child is that wrong like i just like i kind of wanted to be less downtrodden by his disease yeah there's like he didn't even like he couldn't possibly even know what that disease is and what is the disease that he just has like a lingering kind of cough yeah what are you in a bad mood for you've got an ipad you're like five uh, it's cool. I get it. Like he's being uh, like sick is upsetting. I just like think that like I don't know. We also need to lay the above. groundwork because this is a big thing that comes back in the end, writers. Um, Where she's like, "Oh my god, what are these receipts?" And she's got all these little like Seven Eleven receipts, which is hilarious to me because this guy does not seem like the type to be like, "Okay, honey, put these receipts in a payless box." Right. But exactly. she's like, "What is this receipt? Santa Monica Mail Center." What would that be about? Hong Kong. I have got your child outside. <laughs> so, um, okay, the son is like, you know, awake in bed. He's playing on his iPad, which terrible is exactly artist. what he should be doing. Yeah, terrible um, artist. 
and <laughs> he is he draws a woman he draws a picture of just a woman like under a some figure. clouds it's a stick figure okay if you're gonna give your an, your terrible artist child an ipad put them on a youtube thing that maybe tutors them how to make art stick figures with your terrible stupid made-up disease i hate this kid and his feathered hair so um after okay so after that the phone rings in the living room it's a collection agency Haley decides to spend her night like googling finally after years of being married to a pathological liar who just picks up and leaves in the middle of the night when your son is dying you decide to finally hit 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 up google a little bit <laughs> do some yeah. light googling on the man another <laughs> another piece of evidence that this woman is just like whatever i'll just get married like who even would date somebody without googling them Exactly right. And I like that she finds on Google his Facebook well, page or whatever. She's like, "Wait a second. I'm like not a Googler in general, but I feel like I've, I don't Google people before we go on a date. But I feel like if my husband, I don't, I feel like I would Google my husband at some point. Oh no, you got a Google girl. I put it through the Google. I put it through the Pacer. I put it through the one where you pay nine ninety five a month and you can get every like a background check. Oh yeah, you do that. Oh hell yeah. Before like any date. Not before any date. I mean, that's why I'm always single, too. It's like when things like are starting has... to get more serious, you, like, do a background. You do a little casual background <laughs> check on them. <laughs> There's a lot of liars. We're in L.A. People don't fuck. even tell you. It's like, what, you made up that name? <laughs> why, why wouldn't you tell me you're going under an assumed name? That's happened before. And the made-up name was just as stupid as the first one. So, um, the phone rings, blah, blah, blah. Oh. She's she's Googling, and all of a sudden, she sees Jason's email and his Facebook no longer work. Yeah, no Facebook and no email, which she never mentions again. So her sister shows up and tries to make things okay, like, okay, but she has no answers to, like, the standard questions whatsoever. Her sister is actually a pretty, like, she's pretty much of no help, except for babysitting throughout this entire thing. And talking more slowly than Haley, because Haley is like, hello, sis, and she's like, Hello, sister. It's like, we get it, you're sisters. You don't have to say sister every time you talk to each other. Why are you talking so slowly? Hi, sis. Thank you for coming over. Of course. What are sisters for? No word, huh? No. Hi. Hi. I'm so mad at him. It's been 24 hours and nothing. I'm literally losing my mind. That man is always working. Maybe he just had a, another business meeting and forgot to tell you. I hope so. But then what's his excuse for missing Brandon's appointment? Or not contacting me for 24 hours? Have you thought about calling the police? And saying what? My husband hasn't called me in 24 hours. He didn't come home. What are they going to do? Nothing. Well, I'll call the local hospitals and see... If he's checked in anywhere. Hospitals? Yes, Sarah, what if he had a medical emergency? My friend's husband had a heart attack while getting into his car at the supermarket. He was dead inside of his car for eight hours before anybody found him. Lauren! Sorry, it's a little morbid, but these things do happen. I'm sure that he's fine. You just have to consider all possibilities. Yeah, you're right. Could you watch Brandon while I go to the police station? Yeah, of course. It's a good idea that you're just telling him that he's missing. Okay, he's not missing. He's just not here. 
Okay, so her sister says that she needs to go to the police and tell her son that his dad is missing so that he knows how to process it. That is actually kind of helpful. Um, we also, okay, so then we learn that Sarah and the detective she winds up working with have a history. This is, um, what's his face? Kirstie Alley's ex-husband. Parker. Parker Stevenson. How come she how come she didn't tell her sister? He deleted his damn Facebook. Who does that? I sent him an email and it was sent back from Melcron Demon or whatever. What the fuck? <laughs> she didn't even say that. She's like, Well, you know, I haven't heard from him in a while. He hasn't answered my voicemails. Why is that like the biggest thing on your radar? That would be like the smoking gun for me. Is like totally. there's no like his his company email. Like oh, and also I spoke to his company, and no one by his name works <laughs> yeah, there. She didn't mention that either. Um. So yeah, Parker Stevenson. Like they worked together. Uh, they're like she worked with his dad in the city many years ago. Now he's a detective. I guess he passed away. Blah blah blah. He was very. Uh, insensitive you guys, as we Parker discussed. Parker Stevens, like, he's not an LAPD cop anymore. He was like, remember me and your dad worked in the LAPD back in the day. Like, it was this great time. Yeah. I mean, think about <laughs> when he's talking about it. It's I like know, Rodney King. It's <laughs> like <laughs> the worst. It's the worst. And then he's like, well, you know, Big Bear, being a detective in Big Bear is a little more cerebral than uh, <laughs> being on the... How's he? The, Parker. Go back to bed, Parker. It was weird that they had to be from L.A. Like, I just was like, can you just choose any other city? Like, why does it have to be L.A.? Like, I don't know. It just kind of, that kind of bums me out in movies. It's like, you could have chosen any other city. San Jose. Perfect. <laughs> that would have been perfect. And then you wouldn't be thinking about L.A. for part of it. You know also, what I mean? Haley, like, I feel like if a wife moved to Big Bear from L.A. and she gets, she finds a receipt that says Santa Monica Mail... She'd be like, what the, you know, she'd go and kick her husband's ass because she she can envision it in her head. Whereas if she's just, you know, some girl from San Juan and she finds that receipt, she'll be like, oh, maybe it's a street. Also, or, if you have the good looks of Haley Duff, why would you ever leave L.A. when you could just be making it as an actress? Well, Haley Duff did not stay a size two, okay? She was like, bye. I actually think that she was having a, her second child. I'm not that shaming her. I'm just which saying. Which is why that. you when you put your purse, <laughs> why you put my purse on your lap before we sat down to record this and so that you, because it's true. Whenever like there's an opportunity, like I think she she must have been pregnant during yeah, she was or like, just had her second child. Here's this leopard print blanket bunched up. Now let's talk. I was like, why do you just not? Why don't you just have scenes where you don't have to sit down if you feel so weird about it? And why are you wearing leggings in every scene? Like, if you're going to feel insecure about it, do it in the right way. Have them shoot you from the waist up, you know? Pull but she's lane. like a mom. Like, I don't think she wanted to sacrifice her character. Like, moms wear leggings, you know? <clears throat> I'm so sure that she went that deep. <laughs> <laughs> Haley's so method. She actually didn't even want to have her second child. She was just getting ready for this movie. <laughs> She wanted to remember what it feels like. <laughs> so, um, so the detective brings his partner, Detective Miller, to her house. And Detective Miller is very interested in the home and the view. He's like kind of like, I don't know, he's got like shaggy hair. He's always wearing aviators. Like I'm pretty sure even at night he has like a mustache, like, very a, like a little soul patch. He's yeah. like, well, here's what we're thinking. And his hands are like waving. And he's like, Ugh! and his hair is all blow dried. <laughs> And then he's got, he's trying to look all rugged, but his hair is blow dried. And then he's got really waxed eyebrows. <laughs> you need to 
quiet down over there with those eyebrows. And basically, like the detective Miller in particular is like 90% of family, uh, 90% of family arguments are about disagreements with family money. People don't often disappear. There's always a reason. And like, I mean, I think that's a really reasonable thing to say to someone. Right. And has she ever seen daytime TV? Cause it's pretty standard. And Haley Duff is like, don't patronize me, which I love that she said patronize. And then goes, we're not trying to patronize you. And I'm like, God, like they couldn't even get on the same page about how to pronounce that word. Like during Mm. rehearsal, like like, there was was no rehearsal. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) This was not a movie where people were really trying. This was just all one, one take. (laughs) I think so. Um, Okay, so... But I did like that Parker stuck that patronizing to her. He's like, you idiot. Because you know they're both like seething and hate each other behind the scenes. And she's like, patronizing. He's like, patronizing, idiot. She's like, Parker, Parker tried to take me down again today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Parker thinks that basically like... He's like, maybe Jason drove off the highway, had a heart attack. And then the new cop, Miller, he's like, I think it's probably more of a domestic issue. So um, Sarah is not a match, we find out, for her son's genetic disease. We're back at the hospital with this fine doctor. Um, They said they could test the family, but his health will will deteriorate without the uh, transplant from Jason or his family. We also find out that Jason doesn't really have any family. We know this earlier. He has one sister. She's never even met her. I guess the sister's kind of a recluse, okay? Yeah, she's like, I've never even... Didn't she say she's never met the sister? She's she like, said I've she's never, yeah, never even, met the sister they yeah, just spoke. She, he, she's kind of a recluse. I've never really met her. But then why does she have her full contact in her damn iPhone? She tries to call Jason on his cell phone. His cell phone's not working. She calls the cell phone company, and the provider's like, ma'am, it's very clear on my screen. This phone, <laughs> and I love that she says that. It's very clear on my screen. It like kind of was like a nice visual of like what was going on over there. And it was very <laughs> clear on her screen that the phone had not been used since the 17th of the month. So Isn't like, that a total invasion of privacy? I like, mean, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe they're on a family plan. But like, unless, I mean, again, this is one of those, no one has any like bounds here like i feel like she could easily just like call his doctor and like get a full like his full, <laughs> like why did she even need to have him for his bone marrow like couldn't her doctor just like his doctor just slide her some stray bone marrow that he has like, like everyone else I is breaching confidentiality in the refrigerator which you can now take with you also she does not even care about this guy okay anybody <laughs> with an iphone knows you get your boyfriend's iCloud password. Like, what kind of fucking idiot is this? She's like, where's my husband? Where's your iCloud password? Oh, really? Haley? You think that oh, I would of never course. want? I don't care how much I love someone. No one's allowed to have my iCloud password. Oh, I don't give mine. You just watch them. Oh, oh, you, oh, you, Girl, you put steal. some logging software on okay, your computer okay. or something. You better find that out. Your man will be doing all sorts of things that you'll never know. You watch Lifetime for a living, damn it. I know. No, no it's not for a living. Well, um, you're living and you're watching it a lot. For a dying. Um, so. <laughs> oh, I, what's going on? I'm sorry, but we need to search the property again. Tina, really? You've searched it twice. Isn't that enough? It's been a month with no sign of your husband. And our entire town and our entire police force and the FBI have been searching and have come up with nothing until now. We have some new leads that we could simply clear up if we could just come in and search. 
Can't you see how upsetting this is? We found a woman that we believe Jason was having an intimate affair with. No, that's a lie. I'm still some investigating to do. But the evidence corroborates the fact. Is this yours? I haven't seen that in years. Where did you find that? We found it on the woman. What does that mean, you found it on the woman? We found it on her dead body. Your fingerprints are on it. Daniel, of course my fingerprints are on it. It's mine. Jason gave it to me on our anniversary. I know that it's mine because there's a stone missing by the clasp. She could have found that anywhere. Do you know her? No. Her name is Amanda Woodward. I've never seen her before in my entire life. How did she die? It's not important. What is important is the department is gathering evidence right now and a cause for motive. And at this very moment, honestly, our only probable suspects are Jason and you. Oh my God, Daniel. Come on, I didn't kill anyone. It's insane for you to think that I did. That's why I'm asking you to please let us in again so we can make sure there's no connection between you and Amanda Woodward. Can't you see how insulting and painful it is to be accused of something so horrific? I can't even imagine what you're going through. You can't imagine. I am truly sorry. I have nothing to hide. My home is yours. It's been a month and basically the entire police force, the town and the FBI have come up with nothing, which is amazing that they have so many people on it. The FBI is involved. Uh, They need to search her place in the middle of the night. He has a bracelet. uh, uh, Parker Stevenson has a bracelet that used to be Sarah's. It was found on the wrist of a woman named Amanda Woodward, a murdered woman. Wasn't Uh, she on? um, Wasn't that the name of the chick on Melrose Place? Heather Maybe. Locklear, Amanda Woodward. Let me see. But like, here's that. the other thing. Like, who was Amanda Woodward? Like, we never found out why she was wearing. Like, is this like attempt at a, a like a wife number three? I feel like this movie was four hours long, and then they were like, "We got to edit some stuff out." <laughs> that they never came back to that. We never know who this woman was. Was he married again? We don't know. Amanda Amanda Woodward was Heather Locklear. So on she Melrose so place. Heather Locklear's dead and Big Bear with some bracelet missing a stone. There's another woman with no self respect because Haley was like, I know that that's my bracelet because it was missing a stone. I know. So this cheap son of a bitch gives a bracelet that's missing a stone to somebody. It's wild. Who does that? Your eyebrows are tiny. You shouldn't have that much currency in the world. Do you think that maybe he killed this woman? Because he was starting to have an affair with her or because this was like part of his trap to get her like taken like. Well, I thought it was going to be that he was married to some other chick, too, and then killed her. I mean, yeah, but there was never so frustrating. Yeah, we don't even know. It's just a terrible brace that ended up on a dead person. It's like, thanks, Lifetime. Could you maybe have cut out a little bit of the boat part? Did we need to know the bone or the boat was bone dry? I rather would have seen like this you know, Heather Locklear getting killed in Big Bear. So Sarah's sister, Lauren, offers uh, to help Sarah, like, hang on to her home because she's going to lose the house. That girl ain't got a job. What does the sister do? I was shocked. I was like, okay, Lauren, like, now you're you're running two homes. (laughs) Like, who the fuck are you? Like, congratulations. I'm so happy for your success, Lauren. Who the fuck are you? 
So Sarah tells her that she can't let her. She's like, you know, and then Lauren's just like, well, what about the life insurance? Which I'm like, they've moved on really quickly. Uh, And Sarah says that until the death certificate is provided, they can't cash out a policy. And then just then, news report from reporter, (laughs) the reporter's name is Caroline Veal. And says, it's some innocuous summer fun piece, but uh, Jason is in the background fully alive. So it's like a news clip from like, beat the heat, like on Santa Monica Pier or whatever. And (laughs) Jason is just walking down Santa Monica Pier, which like, look, I don't live in Santa Monica. I do live in L.A. I will tell you, I've been to Santa Monica Pier probably six times in the 10 years I've lived here and like four of those times where someone came to town. Yeah. And both times were when someone came to town and like, it's like nothing down there. Where is he going? What is he going to play? Like a terrible pinball machine at the hot dog place. I mean, maybe he was with his other. Yeah. Like his oldest child in the other family was like 13. It was like a little bit too old to be like, I mean, like, and during the day, you're 13 and you're at the Santa yeah, Monica Pier with your dad, you're a loser. And then this idiot is trying to pretend he's dead, but then he sees a news camera and he turns around and looks at the news camera. He's like, looks right into it, like, pulls his sunglasses down and looks into it. So, like, I guess Man. for a guy that was supposed to be pretty smart, Jason slash David, like, he's kind of a, re- like, he, he's kind of a retard. He just <laughs> ditched his family and he's on the Santa Monica Pier. So, um... <laughs> Uh, Haley takes her sister to the garage. They find this small right receipt that says Santa Monica oh, on it, Santa Monica God. Mail Center. Because, first of all, how does she see that little tiny man in the background when she's standing at her terrible kitchen tile work mm-hmm. all the way back at the end of the kitchen? <laughs> the TV's all the way on the other side of the room. And then she's like, I'm at Santa Monica Pier, and there's an ocean over there, and there happens to be games. I was like, what kind of news story is this? Everybody knows that's what's on Santa Monica. Why is this on the news? Great work, Caroline Veal. <laughs> yeah, great work, Veal. And she's like, Santa Monica, Santa Monica, Santa Monica, Santa Monica, Santa Monica. Santa- Where have I heard about Santa Monica? I'm like, you lived in L.A., you nitwit. <laughs> and so- there's a boulevard that runs through the whole damn city called Santa Monica. Okay, I'm going to need you to watch Brandon. Sarah, I really think that you should just go to the police with this information. The police? The police don't care. The police haven't done one thing but accuse me this whole time. Can you watch him? Lauren, I've got to go. I need answers. Okay, but be careful. Any man who would put you in this situation is dangerous. Brandon needs him. So what choice do I have but to go there, find him, and drag him back here? Um, Haley goes to the post office and she tries to leave the package under Jason Goodman. She's in Santa Monica I'm now. Sorry. I'm so sorry to do this to you. What? But I have to point out when she's like, we have to go look at receipts in this box in the garage that they open this box of receipts and there's like 10 coupons for wild wings. Was like that, that you really? get in the Val pack. I was like, who does? These are the worst prop people I've ever seen. Okay. Like Buffalo Continue. Wild Wings? It just said wild wings. And I was like. Why is she hiding wild wings <laughs> certificates in the garage? Like, who's got secrets here, Haley? <laughs> got secret wing coupons. Her who's secret the sick wings. Fuck in this relationship, this is like a reverse Jody Arias. Like, she's just as sick as he is, <laughs> equally as mentally ill. So. 
Um, I loved this because um, Brandon calls. And I, when you were a kid, did you used to like call your mom and be like, I don't want to sleep here? <laughs> Completely. We didn't have like, cell phones then. So no. I would call like the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could really be a little diva asshole kid back then. I did that, too. I was like, hey, lady at the bowling alley, my mother's name is Rhonda. Please call her. I'm very upset. And they'd be like, Rhonda, Rhonda, (laughs) your child's on the phone. I used to like to run away from her in the mall and then go to the security people and be like, my mom left me. And then they'd be like, Rhonda. I got such a kick out of hearing that over the loudspeaker. Did Rhonda mind? She beat the shit out of me. She had a wooden spoon in her glove compartment. If that. (laughs) That was the 80s, so it was. Rhonda would never, I mean, like, not to blame the victim, but Rhonda would never get herself in the situation that Sarah has found herself in. Oh, hell no. She would have been all up in that from the very beginning. She'd be like, what do you do? Who do you work with? Where are they? When can I meet them? How much do you make? I'm talking to your boss. You're going to make more soon, you loser. You should be making more. Look at this tile bullshit in the kitchen. I want this rock out of my house. We're getting a remodel. How do we get this money? What's the boss's wife's name? (laughs) There will be no Lifetime movie with Rhonda. Sarah sees uh, Jason leave the post office with another woman. They are all, uh, all being all intimate or whatever. She's just gotten off the phone with her son who's sobbing because he doesn't want to sleep at Lauren's house, which I don't know. Lauren's kind of a dud. Like, I was with him on that. <laughs> Lauren is almost as boring as her sister. I was like, what? This kid's got 365 good days of his life left and he sleeps <laughs> to spend the night in on Lauren's house. I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, why aren't we like on an African safari? Sorry, I'm old enough to remember this. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even have cable, Mom. (laughs) She's got a galley kitchen, okay? This is terrible. Also, this kid didn't even cry. Like, he's got some genetic rotation of mutation, and he's never cried. But now he's crying. I know. Kid. Um, so Haley discovers with he's he's with another woman to the extent that they have an honor roll student sticker on the back of his car, which I kind of <laughs> love because like when she called her sister to say, like, I've been following him, and she's like, they even have one of those honor roll students. So I was like, Oh, so she's kind of like like we kind of know Brandon's dumb now. Like we <laughs> like the concept of an honor roll sticker. <laughs> is so foreign to her that it's like oh one of those like one of those like like a baby on board thing is to me where i'm just like oh there's something that does not apply to me at all that's what i took from that because well, we saw her kid's ipad i She's noticed like, that they've been like trying to tell like like they try to like inform they're like these women are dumb that's the other thing that they want you to know with these <laughs> movies they're like these chicks are pretty dumb and it's taken me a while to like t- like tune into that. I don't know why. Like I was like so like Megan from Craigslist Killer, total dummy. <laughs> like all the Drew Peterson chicks, total dummies. Like that's what they're trying to infer. Like Jody Arias, like not a dummy, but like crazy. She was not bright. Well, she did some tricky things. She was I manipulative. Guess. She I would say she's street smart. <laughs> <laughs> 
And all, all roads lead back to Jody. Um, um, but yeah, this girl is both of them. You're right. We're totally stupid. And also, this was written <laughs> by some intern. This scene, I think they were like, "All right, we need the the post office scene just to get it done," because okay, a this post office. You see her parallel parked across from this little post postal mailbox thing. But then when she goes inside, there's no parallel parking there. It's like the other way I of know. parking. And the guy's like, what is his name? Jason Goodman? Can't find it, Jason Goodman. Like, what are you writing a paragraph in there? His name is it's like two names. And she's like, no, I think I got it wrong. His name is Mr. Marcus. And he's like, Mr. Marcus. Oh, my God. You're right. This is oh. another complete breach of confidence. <laughs> Oh, he's like, oh, Mr. Marcus, he comes here pretty much every night, just around 7 p.m. Yeah, I love Mr. Marcus. He's here all the time for mail. Like, I mean, he like type, 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 told type, him type, type. everything. Like, I don't even know if you're allowed to confirm that someone has, like, a P.O. box someplace. And he basically, like, gave him his last, like, Mr. Marcus panel. loves getting his porn at the mailbox shop at 11 p.m. <laughs> God, those bombs he's getting in here. Great stuff. Great stuff. Jeez. I mean, I know you're not a priest, but. <clears throat> so Haley walks up to uh, Jason's house the next day and she. She drives up the driveway when she's following them. Like this. No, dumb. this is after this. This is when after she goes and stays at the weird airport looking hotel for the night. And then she wakes up the next oh, no, morning. But before that, when she was following him home, first she of all, fall, a couple like, that's married that so long doesn't make out in front of the mailbox shop. And <laughs> then he's like, okay, honey, here's get into the car. And they kiss before he puts her in. And then they get to the house and he kisses her again. I'm like, who does that? How long have you been married? But anyway, when they go up this big, long driveway, Haley just pulls right in and follows them right up the driveway. Who I does know. that? It was a, she did she did turn her lights off when they when they True. got inside and I was just like girl now like you should, for the last lit. like mile you should have had your lights <laughs> off what are you doing she was literally driving like one foot behind him so the next day she goes back to the house and she has like a pretty good plan and her phone rings and it's Detective Miller and he's like hey your sister told me what you're up to like you could die at the hands of this man like you have no idea what he could do she's like. I've got this, okay? I'm doing this for Brandon. So... What, are you going to accuse me of murder again? Is that what you're going to do? She's, like, still so <laughs> defensive with the cops who did nothing but show up to her house. I guess that does kind of... That does kind of set up a, a quote-unquote payoff later on at, at the very end of the movie where I didn't really understand why he apologized to her for giving her such a rough time. But he literally never did. No, like he just was asking her like normal questions that yeah. like an officer of the law would ask someone involved in a potential murder. Like, yeah, <laughs> in real life, she would be arrested because he's like, when did you last see him? How dare you? How dare you ask me that? What do you think? I didn't see him last. He's like, OK, come with us, ma'am. Please get in the back of the car. What do you think? I didn't see him last. <laughs> like her questions. <laughs> her questions were so stupid. She's all mad. Um, um but yeah anyway, so she sorry. tells oh so jason's wife or now david his wife was significantly older than uh probably like 10 to 15 years older than Haley, and yes. they their oldest child is like 21 they have three children it's like 21 17 and 13 or something like that and um Haley tells her that she's a real estate agent and she's new to the neighborhood and she just kind of like likes the house and wants to see if they're interested in selling it. So she invites her. I mean, like, would you, I mean, 
I no, guess like do housewives that? do that? Like no, and she's like, come on in, I'll give you a tour. She's like, I'm sorry, I'm being selling. rude. Would you like to come in? And I'm like, you're not really being rude. Like it is kind of alarming that this woman has just showed up to your house. May I offer you a steak or a DNA swab of myself? Anything? <laughs> So, one thing that I did you notice that in the kitchen, um, their kitchen was pretty bad too. But in the kitchen, um, on top of the stove, that um, the there was like a pewter W on the stove. That's like one of those things you can get at Home Goods, <laughs> except it was flipped upside down, so it would be an M. Like they didn't even buy the right letter, or like the one wasn't on sale, <laughs> or the Airbnb they rented like had like. It used to spell out wine, and they just flipped it over. Like, it was really... Can we make his name Ein in the other house? (laughs) I don't want to have to buy more props. So, um, Emily takes her on this tour of the house. Jason comes home. He and Haley have a talk, and he pretends fully in front of his wife that he has no idea who she is. Um, And when he uh, sends his wife out of the room, and, like, he completely is just like, like, you need to get out of here. His wife yeah. comes He's like, down. I have no idea who you are. She's like, how could you? Our son has genetic tolitosis. And he's like, I don't care. Get out. And what is that part where the wife is like, and here's the living room. I'm so proud of it. And here's the movie room. This room is completely soundproof. You can't hear a thing in here. It's like, oh, it's another setup. Someone's going to die. Maybe that little golden dog's going to come in here and get slaughtered. Like, <laughs> something has to happen. Because when you say this room is soundproof, someone's got to scream in there, right? Also, like, that room is definitely not soundproof (laughs) because, like, it is connected to two open walls and there's, there's, uh, like... Windows on like every single surf. No, you're you're fine. That is so true. There, there, there's window. Like two, there's. It's an open room. It's, it's like an open room. It's connected to the dining room and the kitchen. Like I would say, it's probably one of the least soundproof rooms in the house. And she's like, "We watch so perfect for watching movies, and trust me, we've watched them all." And I'm like, "I'd like to read more about that. Like, Tom, what movies do you watch? Like." Have you really watched them all, or are you just like kind of one of those people that like you watch like one movie a week and you think that you're some sort of cinephile? Like, what is your family's deal? I don't understand what they You've do. You've certainly never seen a Lifetime movie, <laughs> <laughs> you dumbass. And also, like, is David ever home for these movie nights, or is it just you and the kids? Like, who's watched them all? I don't know. I just had a lot we of even questions. watched dad movies. Just because we miss David so much. David Jason so much. Ghost Dad. We watch Ghost Dad pretty much. Pretty much. Ghost Dad is the only movie. When I say we watched them all, I mean we've watched all the copies of the DVD Ghost Dad in America. I tried watching Godfather, but you know, we're not very religious. No. It's just not worth watching it just for Some father. So pretty much wine. Ghost Dad. <laughs> we collect dvds of the movie ghost dad have you seen ghost dad and betamax which i can show you right now can you imagine like how poor i mean do you think that like ghost dad is selling very poorly or very well right now this is a crazy market you know (laughs) you never know what's gonna win do you know how many people have seen this movie we're talking about a lot yeah. My mom was like, oh, that's not so bad. I said, does she get chased? And she's like, well, there is a boat. And I said, don't tell me. I'm sure she was going to say like a boat thing. 
<laughs> I'm sure she was. But she made it sound like everybody's seen this. So Ghost Dad, you never know. They're probably just rolling, rolling in the dough over there. The Ghost Dad royalties. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, I, I. this sounds awful, but like, first of all, it, them pulling the Cosby show from syndication was pretty, it's like sucked because that's like the best show of all time no kidding it's not like he was offering them a glass of wine with an ambient okay but (laughs) i mean like why are you gonna take it out on rudy oh i know poor rudy (laughs) she she deserves her royalties i think if any of them need them it is it is rudy yes reality tv they should just keep showing the cosby show and just put a little caption on the bottom that says sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'm really sorry Really sorry, guys. Really sorry. <laughs> Love, Keisha Knight, Punk. Raven Simone is probably the richest out of all of them. From hanging with Mr. Cooper. I only know Rudy. That's so Raven. I can't support anything else. Raven Simone played Olivia. Once you've been Rudy, you can never play anything else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't approve of taking on all these other roles and becoming other people. You're not an actor. You're Rudy. So Jason, like, completely manhandles Haley Duff and, like, literally throws her out of, like, throws her out of the house onto the driveway. And the wife, like, kind of doesn't, he does, like, he, like, she was trying to steal from us. And, like, he holds up, like, what is obviously, like, a crystal-covered <laughs> fortune cookie. And she was like, that was my grandmother's. And I was like, no, that came from like cvs like that came that that's like one of those weird like trinkets they sell at cvs yes, around it's like the a holidays little thing. you open it up it's like a little you know hard shell change purse thing it was I've very it was very and i was like that's your just, grandmother did not like you're first in a of mansion all, you can't find anything else she's like how dare you that you you not only stole from me you made me feel like an idiot i should have known I'm like yes you should have known that someone was going to come steal your porcelain uh, fortune cookie the great for- porcelain fortune cookie robber of santa monica so he flips out on her and he completely rips his wife a new asshole she's like very freaked out because she's never seen this side of him before which made me feel like that probably would i mean that's probably the worst it could be like to just be married to someone for like 20 something years and then have them turn into a completely different person one day yeah and so it like didn't verbally even make sense because he kept it together for the most part but yeah. then he got her out of there and she was like she didn't tell the wife or anything he basically got away with it and then he's like i need to go to work and she's like oh okay where san juan i didn't know that you know anybody and how dare you look at all this that i pay for soundproof room you think that's that proof for pays for itself? And she's like, oh, I've never seen you like this. Um, the cops are pissed at Haley Duff for going outside of their jurisdiction to deal with this. Um, and they want to get in touch with Goodman, but they need time to get it together. This is like the cops always move so slow on this. I'm like, what do you need a warrant? Like, what do you need time for? Like the drive from Big Bear to Santa Monica? That's the most I can imagine. <laughs> But then they're so fast at the same time. She's like, okay, well, I'll be driving from Big Bear to wherever. She's like, I'll be there in an hour. 
What time are you driving that you're getting to Big Bear in an hour? Nobody gets to Big Bear in an hour. Nobody. Basically, right now, David calls Haley and tells her that he's going to have to kill her. Unfortunately, he just can't afford two families. Like, why would he tell her this? Now you call me? Like, like I've been calling you for two damn months. You could have just broken up with me. Also, kind of like murdering someone 101. Like, maybe just don't give him a two-hour heads up. But also, like, she is... Sarah's a dumbass because she just, like, stayed around the house. Like... Yeah, she's like, okay, I'll go home. Yeah, like she needed to like Jennifer Lopez and enough it for some reason. Like she really needed to Girl, you know she ain't going to go to no Taekwondo class for this movie. No. So. She already got leggings. Hello? Listen, this is crazy. We we should meet. What is there to talk about? Now you're being irrational. I'm being irrational. You just left us. You have a whole other family. You have a whole other life. How could you do this to us? It just happened. I was... I was with Emily and... And I met you. You just conveniently forgot to tell me that you you had another family. I wouldn't say it was a matter of convenience. It just simply... It wasn't necessary to tell you. And you just thought I'd never find out. Initially, I thought you might, but as the years went by, it just got just got easier and easier. You know? Yeah, of course it did, because you were comfortable. And I was in love with you. What changed? Well, it was simple. I just couldn't afford two families anymore. Jason, where is your heart? Where is the man that I fell in love with? Listen, Sarah, I never meant to hurt you. Or Brandon. You were just casualties of my... Your selfishness? You didn't just hurt us, Jason. You scarred us. And now Brandon might die, and you need to do the right thing and go see Dr. McCann. No. No, that won't be necessary. Why? Because I have other plans. What does that mean? Listen, Sarah, I'm... I'm sorry, okay? We had a great time together. But it's just not rational to have two families. So one of them has to go. Jason, you're insane. Jason? Jason! So we see Haley filling one of the boats with gas, and just one of the boats with gas. And this is a callback to remember, they keep those, those boats bone dry, she said. Um, um, the accusation from the child was dad says, or mom, he said to the dad, mom says you always keep these boats bone dry. So he's not thinking of that. Like I keep these boats bone dry. Even the damn kids making fun of me about it. Maybe I should put some gas in there or just shoot her. Like she's in a speedboat. It's not like some luxury liner where she goes into the basement. It was, it was like a series of weird choices with the bullets. So Haley fills the boat with gas and she goes inside and looks for the gun in the closet safe. It's not there. Then David's already got it downstairs. Which is exactly why I have to get rid of some dead weight. Okay, you don't care about me. What about Brandon? Why should I care about Brandon? It was your mistake. I could have left you the day you told me you were pregnant with him, but I didn't. I stayed. I played the husband. I played the father. Even with a whole other family to take care of. No, you're lying. 
I've seen you with Brandon. You love him. No. No, I don't. That part of me is dead now. I love Emily, not you. It's not nice. Oh, and by the way, don't go out front looking for those cops. They killed them. They're dead. Just kill me. really now that we've okay the rock is just a common like you would find it on outside on on that is like one yes if it had it it was close to being one with the two holes that people you know like when you're poor you make a shelving unit out of yes you know what i mean yes it was humongous and it's sitting on the kitchen counter there's like two rocks suddenly just sitting there, two big square stones. I mean, I guess I was thinking like that must be so nice to have the luxury of like that kind of like s- space on your counter that you could just have like a, <laughs> put, put like a small boulder there. There were two of them too. It was bizarre. It was like very bizarre. Especially I don't know. Especially when I just, your child is sick. Like don't bring things from the inside and put them on the kitchen table. Right. <laughs> it was a porous rock. <laughs> was not Who like... knows where that came from? <laughs> so he chases her around the house, and she gets outside. She gets to the boat. She gassed up. David runs into, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Detective, what's his face? Detective uh, Parker Stevenson. Parker Stevenson. Sorry, God, name just doesn't roll off the tongue for me. I guess Parker. he's a little bit before my time. Like, yeah, just yeah, he just, is. Like, I'm older. Like, jump out Yeah, I remember brain. the tabloid stories. He used to be... Boing. I was like, Kirstie Alley, I don't care what he did to you. Stop throwing hamburgers at him and just make out. Did like, he he's so hit cute. Her? No, I mean in like self-defense. I mean, oh. look, if you're with Kirstie Alley, who's going to be crazier, do you think? Just I... looking at him, Parker or Kirstie? That bitch is nuts. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's like a reverse Lifetime movie where the woman is chasing him. I wouldn't want either one of these people to be, I wouldn't want to be accountable to either one of them. I wouldn't even. I'll say that much. I'm with you. Not marrying either one. We're agreed. Um, so David shoots the cop, shoulder wound. His partner, Miller, uh, Detective Miller, shows up, and he has a gun on David as he gets in the boat to chase Haley Duff. And he's got him, like, directly in his crosshairs. And the detective's like, no, don't. We need to keep him alive. Um Oh, while he's on the boat, he gets onto the second boat, which is like, I guess has enough gas in it that he can like get it going. He is now, he shoots like five times in a row and screams Sarah. And if I'm doing my math correctly, I don't know a lot about guns, but that's already like five bullets. Well, certainly in movie terms. So like he's got one or none left. I had no idea what this guy was doing. She was literally, okay, the boat was like, She's like, I'm getting in a boat. She's speed walking to the boat. She's going slowly. You've got this athletic-ish guy yeah. who's like running really fast. She gets on the boat all slowly. He was jumping like four or five stairs yeah, down. Yeah, he was like yeah. jumping down the stairs. And then the boat was like, it 
goes all slow and she's totally exposed. It's like standing yourself up on a platform when you don't want to get shot. Who does that? Her and technique he was. He could have just shot her. Like, what's wrong with him? I'm glad that like she was smart enough to get into the faster boat. That was one thing that like immediately occurred to me, where I was like, Sarah has shown no discernment or like really any good judgment at all throughout this entire film. So like. How do I know that her character wouldn't fill up the slower boat by accident? But she, her technique <laughs> was to to spin the boat around the lake as much as possible, so that like well, yeah, because it's a lake. Like, where are you gonna go? He they was like in, in the wake of her, like, and uh, what 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 is it called? Like when the water splashes know. out from behind a like boat, like the water dust, like. <laughs> he would like was know. trying to just like she was trying to make a bunch of water dust. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, I'm squirting my water dust right in his face. Thought this movie, who sat in the writers' room was like, let's have two really slow speedboats just going in a circle for our climax. I mean, it's Big Bear, right? So we have to think of like a fun, like kind of Big Bear way to murder someone, and I guess it's like a, a like a boat fight. I know, right? Exactly, or like I mean, really like. The smashing of a head, uh, the smashing of a head with a boulder was like kind of wasted in the moment that it was given to. Especially that she didn't take his gun. You knock somebody with a gigantic boulder. Get the gun. Get the gun. In the head. She got him in the head. Get the gun or hit him again with the boulder. Don't run. Like, girl, we know you don't want to run. So she runs down to that boat. And also when he shoots Parker Stevenson. I thought he shot him in the stomach because, or they told Parker Stevenson that's where he got shot because he was just grabbing his stomach the whole time. And then he had an armband on later, which we'll get to at the end, but he gets shot in the stomach. And then he, the, the husband guy, Jason David is like, you know, it's your lucky day because I've got to go. Like, what does it take a long time to shoot somebody? No, exactly. You can't take the time to just finish shooting the cop. And, like, also this actor has, like, lost his mind. First of all, like, this actor's go-to for, like, I'm a curious guy. Like, I don't give a fuck about anything and I've lost my damn mind. Like, is almost like a Derek Zoolander type face. Like, he's making a lot of very, like, puckered, like, strange faces. Like, that was the actor's way of showing that he's lost his damn mind. I want to host like highlight another like really amazing piece of his acting in this film. It's when his boat runs out of gas. Um, he does such an amazing job of delivering his dialogue when his character realizes this is happening to him. Like, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like, a day that you're like already frustrated and have like a bajillion things to do and like you have so much shit and then like all of a sudden like you're getting it from your desk and you bang your knee on your desk and you're like god fucking damn it like as if I don't have enough to do today I banged my knee and it really fucking hurts all I wanted to do was kill my fake wife damn it and like also there's like at this point Haley Duff is still in her boat for some reason um, she just like she, there no, shows no sign of going to shore anytime soon. No, she's like, okay, I'll just watch him. And he's like, I've been caught. The police are coming. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Oh. He decides to jump in the water. Yeah, oh, okay. Sure. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. He's Go ahead. So bad that when he jumps in the water, he can stand in the water wherever they're shooting. So he jumps in it and he's standing in the water. And then he's like, oh yeah, I'm in a lake. So then he 
like kneels down or whatever and starts swimming. Could you cut that part out where we see him standing in the water? What is he, Jesus now? I mean, and also like, it's as if he's just running from the two detectives, one of whom is wounded. Like currently there is a helicopter. There's like state police involved. Like there's like, the entire property is surrounded. (laughs) And like the guy's like, I'm just going to swim my way out of this lake. Like, what are you crazy? (laughs) So he gets, he does get on to the other side of the lake he swims he looks back he's confident enough that he looks back at the lake and like laughs at it like fuck you lake like fuck you idiots like i'm i'm still gonna get away with this and then right then parker stevenson um arrests him and the detective is like getting his rocks off so hard when he catches him like he has shown no passion throughout this movie on this level i really want to play um the way I mean, just the way he Mirandizes him is insane. And you're back. And you were right. This is my lucky day. It's the right to remain silent. Everything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to a lawyer to have him present while you're being questioned. Haley Duff is still in her boat. And then we just like cut to her walking inside and I can't tell if this is now, did the sister already show up, even though this just happened Did the sister already show up to Haley Duff's house with the son or did Haley Duff like get out of this like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to bait my husband with a circular boat chase. So be here in 20 minutes. Cause yeah, you're right. She comes back and she's just walking in like, ah, Okay, that's done. Walking and then in I was slowly. thinking, like, maybe, okay, maybe there was a chance that, like, it's been several hours and she's been released and she's, like, going to go pick her son up. But I'm like, it would be near dawn. Like, by the time they were finished doing all the police paperwork after, like, the boat chase that she just There was just no been- police paperwork in this. <laughs> he was like, listen, I'll tell you one thing about your dad. Hated paperwork. So we're just going to chalk this one up to me being shot in the stomach arm. It's true. It's a family trait. They hate paperwork. Um, Okay, so this is Haley Duff's, like, Emmy moment, I think. You know, they write these Emmy moments, and when they get a big star like Haley Duff, they have to give her some, like, real meat. And her telling her son that um, he doesn't have a dad anymore is her big scene. I want to... What about dad? Where is he? Uh, You know, we found daddy, and... He's fine, but he's very sick. How? Well, uh, his body is okay, but his mind isn't. And he's going to get some help, but we're not going to be able to talk to him for a little while. Well, I'll help him. When she, like, she's like, his body isn't sick, but his brain is... He just needs to get help. Which is why we should not have the death penalty. I mean... Because maybe it was just a little cold in your daddy's head. I was like, why are you making a statement? You I know. the man around in a circle. If this Be movie was him. really good, like... <laughs> if this movie was really good... This is the only thing they'd have to do to fix it. No, but they like then she would write a children's <laughs> book like explaining... Like explaining... Like that how to explain crazy. to your child that your you, that their father is like a psycho, and like then she could save her house in Big Bear, like <laughs> that would have been a better result for That's me true. than anything. And also, this was another she have thing. A, her own business. 
is that she says to him, um, the good news is daddy's going to help you get all better. And like, here's my question. How does she know that already? Can they force the man to give a bone marrow transplant just because he's a mentally ill criminal? Or like, like, have they been able to confirm in like the five minutes since she got out of that boat that this man who had no interest in saving their child's life said he didn't love him or her, that they were too expensive and he doesn't want to deal with it anymore? Do they really think that this man is definitely going to give the bone marrow? Like, can they force someone to give bone marrow? I mean, look, all the flagrant abuse of any kind of law in this movie, they ain't going to ask the ladies just, like, here's his location on his phone. Just The doctors, they'll just take it. They don't care. They'll be like, well, we got it off the handcuffs and saved your life. It is true. It just seems a little, like, fucked up to mess. me to, like... That's not like saying like, oh, we're going to go to Disneyland for Christmas. And then like the family can't quite pull the money together because dad lost his job at the last minute. Like <laughs> this is a terminally ill child. And, <laughs> and that like is pretty sure he's just like he's going to die. And then she comes back and is like spills the beans like prematurely that he's going to live. Like that's <laughs> like, he's, he's already doesn't have a dad anymore. Like he's probably not going to be able to live in that house anymore. I either. Like that. He's totally fine with this. She's like, your daddy's gone now. He's very sick. His tiny eyebrows have been put in tiny eyebrow gel. And he's like, okay. And then she turns, she's like, okay now, honey, don't worry. Just told you your dad's gone forever. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he starts doing that fake cough thing and then without any emotion she just turns away from him and just lets him cough on his own and she's like anyway sister and then she starts having like some rando conversation with her sister it was while her like son's completely like, inappropriate <laughs> so um we cut to i guess what's a couple months later and the detectives show up for a boating day parker stevenson and detective miller and um they're you know kind of weird one of those weird things in real life where it's like you like like i always say like i wanted to keep in touch better with the veterinarian that helped me the veterinary assistant that helped me the day that wags got attacked but you don't really like keep up with these people that's actually a deeper bond i that sent you have flowers with to blanca vet. yeah yeah you have a deeper bond with blanca than this bitch does like some guy your dad used to work with that you don't even know. Yeah. And like, it's also like, she's like, thanks for saving my life. He's like, well, you're worth it, kid. And it's like, also you're a detective. Like it's your, <laughs> it's your fucking job. Like are you, what you're implying is that there's some people out there that get murdered that you're like, uh, I gave it my best shot. <laughs> he's like, not but going I mean, down I have all no those personal stairs. Connection to this person. Yeah. For the other people. He's like, I'm not going down all those stairs. They could die at the lake. So, uh, the hot, the new hot young detective is what I call him here. He's like, sorry for being so hard on you, which again is weird because he wasn't hard on yeah, her at, at all. all. He's like, I'm so sorry I tried to help you in your time of need, even though everybody else would have told you, bitch, wait a week. And then the last thing I wrote here is just like, what the fuck happened to the murdered girl, by the way? Like this girl, Ashley, that was wearing Dude, Haley Duff's old jewelry. No one knew. And also, why in the world, if you're if you have two families... One of them is younger, I mean, questionably hotter, no offense to any of the actresses, and one kid, why would you leave their poor asses for a gigantic house in Santa Monica that you know costs a damn million dollars, and three kids, one's in college, why don't you kill them? Why don't you keep the poor ones? It's like, this guy has no mind for finance. It's right. no wonder he got himself in a pickle. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, he was pretty mean when he said, like, I could have left you when you got pregnant with Brandon. Like, that was pretty fucked. So why didn't you? That's what I don't get it. If you're going to be an asshole, that's the time to be an asshole. Like, what is this a time before Tinder where you could just find some putane for free on the Internet? Like, what are, what's with people who have to, like, get someone pregnant and then have a whole secret life and buy a house in Big Bear for them? Like, what world do you live in? Is it called palimony when you're married to like multiple people? Palimony, California. No, palimony is like alimony, but when the man has to pay it. I think it's called polygamy when you're married to multiple people. No. Am I wrong? No. Like I'm oh, literally pal stupid. and alimony. No yeah, you're right. No, wait. What's it called? Hold on. Yeah. Wait. Polygamy, like the no, Mormons used to no, back in the then, day. Then, Don't then, get offended, yeah, but Mormons. But they're not polygamists in this family because he has two secret families. And I'm wondering how he got two marriage certificates or if, like, Haley's just such a dumbo that she never even sent it in. She probably did. He was probably like, look, we're in a park. And, like, we're she needed nothing, this girl. Like, she asked for nothing. She could have been in a Motel 6. She wouldn't have even cared. He was probably like, okay, here's, like, a twisty tie ring. We're married. And she's like, oh, my God, he's so romantic. Bigamy. I have a husband. Was that bigamy? Bigamy is what it's called. Sorry, it's like racist marriage. Yeah, bigamy definition: being married to more than one person at the same time. A criminal offense in most jurisdictions. Maybe I big mean, there. But then why were they like we're good? When she said you've been married twice, I'm gonna have you thrown in jail. I was like, and also he murdered a lady in your bracelet. Like, why are you bringing up Mary? I think that's a longer sentence, probably murdering the lady from Melrose Place than just like being married to some rando in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. People need to learn to prioritize. So before we go into our scale, let's just do some uh, look at some trivias and goofs and stuff like that. All that good stuff. I was really upset that it did not end with Haley singing a song because isn't she's a singer, right? Uh, I, I believe so. Because the last song was like, you're in the darkness, but I can see you in the shadows. Why are you hiding? And I was like, this is so stupid. I'm going to download this immediately. Nothing came up on Shazam. I had to Google it. And it was not her. And I'm upset. It's like, who did your contract? Why do you not have a theme song in this film? I know. I, I think that Haley's kind of given up on that. That aspect of her life. I can or in find general, some trivia. Just Hold in on. general. I mean, this movie, she did iron her hair and she did pump up her upper lip. But I think that was her to make her feel good. Thinner. Her hair looked good. It I looked thought. very pretty. Her makeup was very good the whole way through. Giant upper lip. Terrible acting. I mean, is she that bad in everything? My mom says she's in a lot of lifetimes. Uh, we're probably going to have to explore some more. I'm not sure yet. I mean, I hope she's doing well. I don't need the au revoir. Okay, wait a minute. Boring. User reviews. There's no trivia on this movie. Boring. It's December 18, 2015 by Gil Fisher. It says, except for the actor playing the husband, David O'Donnell. Hi, David O'Donnell. Nice to see you here on IMDb. Okay, homosexual. Go to Pornhub. This is pretty much predictable. 
There are two families with the same husband. One neglected one, played by Haley Duff, takes it upon herself to find him and make some trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> making some trouble. Yeah. All that trouble she makes at the post office box place. She gives a very ineffectual performance and is somewhat boring to watch. The other wife, played by Jennifer Aspen, reacts to the trouble the first wife brings into her home. She gives an honest performance with little to do. The friend, played by McKenna Maloney, is not too much help. Then there's Parker Stevenson, a reluctant detective that's just in the movie and doesn't do much. And then, and then, and there you have it. Not very interesting and not well written or acted. Duff is somewhat a bad actress, and the trouble is from the and and his trouble from the get go. You want her to lose. She you is really a do. You really do want it. I mean, that's a good point. But also, this like reviewer, I want this reviewer to lose too. Wait a minute. You want her to lose? She is a dork. Don't waste your time. And you lost. Isn't that weird <laughs> how quickly my dream came true? They call he called her a dork. <laughs> yeah, immediate. She's immediate a dork. <laughs> um, <laughs> you said somewhat and ineffective, and then you resorted to dork. Come on, reviewer, you're better than this. Okay, so this is from the message board. So did the kid get better? <laughs> the movie doesn't really tell us if he got the transplant he needed or not. <laughs> and then Jeff. Six seven seven writes, "Who cares?" And then <laughs> Bunny Love Twelve writes, "I think once his father was found and caught, he was forced to give him bone marrow so his son could survive. That's what I assume." <laughs> then Brock Long writes, "Very strange ending. The movie kept stressing that the boy's health issues, and then never bothers to resolve this. In the last scene, we are left to assume that the boy is recovered as he is no longer coughing slash saying he feels bad and clamoring to go boating with everyone. I thought this movie was very poorly written. It seemed odd to me that Haley Duff's character was so obsessed with getting this DNA testing from the father, who would be the first choice beyond her, but no one, uh, but no one." ever mentioned even the possibility of having DNA testing done on the man's three other biological children from the first marriage. <laughs> Whoa, that is way too If too the much mother thinking. had been so frantic and the father was such a liar and apparently became so insane in the end, it seems to me that the woman would have at least mentioned every avenue of getting her son help, including his half-siblings. Well, thank you. Uh, Brandon is the subject... The child who played Brandon was absolutely horrible. I don't normally like to harp on child actors because they are young and still learning, but man, this kid needs to take some acting lessons if he ever wants to make it in the business. And then a clockwork orange 71 writes, are you serious? I found nothing wrong with his acting. Maybe his coughing sounded pretend and not convincing, but other than that, he is fine. That's totally his mom. And then Walden Pond. I was on him about his coughing. Look, it's ruining his whole career. Walden Pond 88 writes, I found his performance very touching. And then HRHRHHR wrote, <laughs> he was excellent compared to British child actors. They're lumps on the screen. And then Jay Norgi wrote, I thought they just wrote him badly. Might as well, buy, might as well have been a sci-fi film. And then Jay Michael. You don't write that haircut. <laughs> okay. That is something that fucker showed up onto set with. Um, J. Michael, uh, three, three, eight, seven writes. He only had to spit out a few words at a time. Such a small role that any kid could do it. Okay. Dude. Pedophiles get alive. Like, pedophiles. Is, is even one of you going to mention that there was a murder that nobody even mentioned again? <laughs> <clears throat> 
Uh, Daddy is batshit crazy. This is the last one I'll read. This is from Kate, 1956. But he's going to help you get all better because the nice policemen who once tormented our lives are going to squeeze the life-saving plasma out of him. And then she did the emoji that's the, the winking tongue sticking out. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> love you. Love you, girl. You're killing it, Kate, 1956. Um, okay, so let's do our scale. So acting, scale of one to five, five being the most lifetimey, one being, uh, what was the movie you mentioned today? This, uh, when, when you said compared to Jodi Arias, this movie, or compared to this. Oh, in the text? Yeah. I was, I, oh, I just said compared to the Jodi Arias movie, this one is like Howard's End. I remember uh, okay. Jody, Jody Arias was like Howard's End. It was like so, so beautiful and well done compared to this one. So one is Howard's End and five is the most lifetimey lifetime movie. Well, it wasn't very lifetimey, I don't think. Cause Haley How much was it like Howard's End? Well, oh my God. <laughs> are those our choices? It seems like such an odd scale. <laughs> Um, it's not very, okay. It's terrible acting. I don't know. I feel like I'm being mean to Emma Thompson and like, what does she do to me? Like she's gone through enough. Honestly, I would say four just because like, I think that, uh, David slash Jason really carried that with those Zoolander faces toward the end. He did. He and did. then, um, also the doctor and then Haley herself, you know, the doctor. Oh my God. Even really... the nurse in this was very lifetime. she was like the doctor. We'll see. I was like, oh my God, is she going to kill somebody? And like, Caroline okay. Veal, the newscaster <laughs> on the Santa Monica Pier. Well, that's a full on name slide scale. Um, so acting, acting, I'm going to give it a four. Okay, I'll go with you. So underreactions, meaning that something happened and the reaction was completely inappropriate. A complete underreaction. This, yeah, five. It was a big, big five, right? Yeah, she never even mentioned the Facebook or the email, the missing Facebook or email address ever again. They never even brought up the dead lady again. No one knows what happened to the kid. Like, no one even cared. No. Okay, overreactions. I think that this was definitely a Howard's End in the over... Because, you know, in those English movies, they don't really react to anything. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of this. Like, there wasn't really a lot of reaction. Do you think? No, I mean, I would maybe give it a two. I thought that uh, Parker Stevenson really carried this category. In the underreaction? In the yeah. overreactions. And then also David, the way that David picked her up and threw her out of the house by one arm. That was a good overreaction. That was a good overreaction. And also the the assistant detective, the, the partner guy, how he's like, Ugh, and then like chew into it, like yeah. for someone who's not even missing yet. Like, yeah. What? And also like majorly at the end when he was like, I'm so sorry for giving you such a hard time. Like, I'm like, yeah. dude, that's a complete overreaction. <laughs> like, what a completely unnecessary, like, you got, gave this woman her life and her son's life back. Like, I think, I think you're square. Yeah. Um, you just saved her life after a very slow, cir slow circular boat chase. Like, don't beat yourself <laughs> up. Have a hot dog. Like, she literally didn't even have a grill there. She was like, okay, thanks for coming down all those stairs. Want to get on a boat? No. You're not going to fit on that that stupid boat. You barely even fit on there yourself. Yeah, they didn't They didn't have a cooler or anything. Dragging people along, like holding the edges of the boat. Like The cop the was probably on some good painkillers, though. He didn't even know what part of him was shot. <laughs> stupid. It's true. Okay, dialogue. This one, this one 
kind of disappointed me because it didn't have any zingers. Like, it didn't have any life to, like good lifetimey jokes or anything like that. Like, it, yeah, it there didn't wasn't even any humor in jo- this. It didn't even attempt a joke. No, the humor in this, I I will give it a three because just making the doctor who obviously couldn't speak, making him say all those things was pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. I'll give, him, I'll give him a three for that. But okay. otherwise... So wardrobe, um, I think I thought this was really spot on and like in that it was, um, it wasn't as inexpensive looking as it could have been. Oh but my it was God. Exa- you could see the old Navy tag on the detective partner's <laughs> jeans. Like i recognize the old Navy acid wash on the butt, but they did a nice job of like, they were like, Oh, it's Haley Duff and big bear. So she had that one, like sort of Navajo inspired blue sweater. And then she had yeah, like her, her uh, flannel shirts. And then like, you know, it just was very like, she did have a lot of pregnant lady in the target section. Like, you know how there's just like the stretchy pants and then like the really loose gray, like she wore a lot of gray cotton. The last shirt she wore was un- really unfortunate. Like in the boat scene with the white, it was, especially for a finale. I'm like, you could die right now. Why are you wearing that? Right, exactly. I did like the poncho thing that she wore, like the Southwestern style blue and white poncho. I was in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but I guess that's what I mean by it was like very, it was very on the nose. It was very good lifetimey. It was. Like, I know. think it probably took place in Manhattan, but Haley was like, look, I'll do this for $20, but I'm wearing leggings and cotton. So make it work. And they're like, Big Bear? She's like, okay. <laughs> Um, so let's give, let's give wardrobe on this, uh, a four. God, that wardrobe person really won with this leggings and cotton and old Navy jeans and you got a four, but you know what? I'm not going to be bitter about it. Hugs. Congrats. Okay. So wigs and weaves. Were there? Well, okay. Let's see. Parker it was might Natch. be a zero or a one. The pomade work was great. On the husband. Yeah. I mean, that guy, he's like, I just came back from a 20,000 day business trip and I haven't rested all day. And I'm like, your hair is still. His hair was good. Slick. Hers was very well ironed. I don't think she had any pieces. Do you? I actually, I actually realized that I was like, if she has extensions here, they're very minimal. She was all about the lips in this movie. She was all about the upper lip implant. Mm -hmm. Um, The sister, like who cares? She could die. Um, The. I think that the other wife, she literally wears that same workout outfit and the same hair and everything and everything I've ever seen her in. It's like, yeah. she just shows up in the same thing every time. And they're like, you're good. I think it's a one. You're good, Aspen. Uh, for makeup, I mean, I would say Parker Stevenson had the heaviest makeup. Did he? I mean, I, I feel like he looked made up. I mean, Haley Duff had like just like a very... Haley what Duff I feel was, like is probably in her contract is her standard look. Yeah, like silver eyeshadow. Just yeah, it's sort like of like a tones. smoky, like a like a like a earth tone. Yeah, smoky it's eye, like earthy silver. Yeah. Um, her lipstick. Like I really liked that she was obviously wearing some kind of lip stuff, but it wasn't shiny. It's was just like perfectly moisturized lip implant. You want to call it a three? Yeah, because I mean they didn't really have to do much work. No offense, makeup people, because you know they're probably the ones listening to this. Crying, which <laughs> you would think there would be a lot of crying in this movie, but I don't think Haley she Duff, shed one tear. Haley Duff fell down, and the like she was terrible. She actually had one scene where she cried, and it was almost inappropriate. 
considering that she hadn't been able to cry the entire movie. I'm trying to remember when it was. It was like, I'm driving right now to the... And I was like, you're really crying right now. And your your child is dying. Right. Uh, you've read on all this shit about your husband. You've shown no emotion on your face. You've not shed a tear. You're crying in traffic? Fuck off. I think it was when she was sitting in front of the mailbox place, like, saying that, like, she... You're right. Yeah. It's like I'm parallel And it parked. was like a little, like, it was just like a little sniffle. And I'm like, Haley, I'm going to need to see some more emotion from you here. Like, this is a lo- the, this yeah. is like a big thing that you've taken on. It's a big, I mean, honestly, I have to say, like, I don't, I mean, it's, it's one in a, it's one in a not complimentary way to it, but it just, there wasn't, I need more crying in a Lifetime movie. But then again, it was that's bad what it is. crying. Like it's supposed to be like almost like white people telenovelas where they're like, Woo-hoo! I mean, look, Bar- Meredith Baxter Burney was like one of the classic Lifetime actresses back in the day. Yeah. You would never know it from family ties, but she can sob, you know? I need to see someone sob. And I really thought, Haley, I mean, considering you have such a famous sister and like how you're so like the other sister, no offense to like mental, mentally handicapped people, because I don't mean it like that. But like, you're the lesser famous sister. You should have been sobbing. Like, you need to be making an you effort. You need to work. This is not, you don't need to be waiting. You need yeah. to be swimming, you know? Yeah, you don't. Swim, Haley. I don't know how many, if you have enough jobs that you can afford to not cry. I think this, I think she does. I think these are filmed in a day. She's very lazy. So do you want to give the crying a one? Yeah, there's, there's no crying. Even the sister cried at one point and she's like a dish rag. Like she had and nothing. And by the way, literally no offense to Haley Duff. I'm sure she's a great actress. This is also the source material at hand. I just like oh, all I mean. of a sudden got self-conscious because I think that I, I have met her and think she's a nice girl. Well, I'm sure she's very nice. Like, I don't care if she's nice or horrible. Like, if Hitler's in a movie, I'm going to tell him, Hitler, you could be horrible or nice. I don't know. I don't care. I'm not judging you for what you did to people. You need to cry in this film. Make it work. It's not Haley as a person. It's (laughs) Haley in The Secret Wife or whatever the fuck. Um, Okay, victimization of the female character. I mean, not really, because they kind of victimize themselves. Like, Let's be honest. I don't know. I would say it's a solid four because... Uh, Yeah, because... Yes, because the first of all, there's the one wife in Santa Monica that didn't know what hit her. But she had a huge house and, like, gorgeous children. Like, at least he paid for her life. Uh, But I think that... But that I think it might have been the point is that he Mm. he paid for the life, but... And then on the other end of the spectrum... They were making out in front of the post office place. Like, she had love. I mean, granted, he victimized her in the end, but I'm sure she still got to keep the house and stuff. Well, don't you think she was a little gaslit, though? Maybe, like, she... Mm. Maybe she, you know... I just don't know how he got all these... I mean, I guess I would be pretty happy if my husband wanted to not be at home most of the time and just, like... (laughs) (laughs) I only had to see him once a week. Like, that would be great. That's, like, my ideal relationship. There's a certain thing that happens to most of us at a certain age where your husband just goes to this weird point where he cheats on you and he either makes you deal with it or he leaves you, okay? Like, most... A lot of relationships and getting older, okay? I would almost rather have my husband, who I always thought was perfect until this day, instead of cheating on me or something else. He's just a crazy psychopath criminal who tried to murder someone, and now he's gone forever, and I just have... It's like an easier cut, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
But I don't know. So, I don't even so, remember the so question. So victimization of the female character. Haley, I can't feel sorry for Haley. I mean, any woman worth her salt would have had his iCloud password, would have gotten that goddamn tile rock thing off of the kitchen. She okay, wouldn't so have rocks. Like she's endangering a, her child. You want to give it a two? I'm going to go with two. That's a good number. Okay. And then font. Font? Yeah. <laughs> we came up with this together. <laughs> Oh, do you have a, by any chance, I mean, I guess I could fake it. But no, I, let me look, let me. I do remember thinking in the beginning, this is hilarious because it's like a Photoshop font, but. A secret life. Let me see. It's his secret family. It was also called a secret life. I guess at some now you point. You see how they use like Helvetica or whatever, but they just like did some Photoshop, um, some, some stuff on the letters. Look, they made some shadowing. That's like more effort than went into this movie. Why do they do this with these movies so much? Just like change the title. Like his secret family. Oh, that's not a good picture. Yeah. Who gets that shot? That shot wasn't even in the film, was it? That's when they're looking at the TV at Caroline Veal. That poster, is her name Jennifer Aspen? Mm-hmm. You go, girl. She's like in front of both of them. Parker Stevenson. I know. she probably, That was probably in her contract. Parker Stevenson, does. he did make it on the poster, just in name. That's a good poster, I think. You think it's a good poster? I mean, it's better than the movie. I'm going to bump on this font right here, the italics right here that says, careful what you search for. Um, it's not which like she was actively searching and I fell mean, upon honestly, something. Honestly, like her husband just disappeared <laughs> for an entire month. Like She literally stopped searching. She yeah. Like, whatever. Um, okay, so... So you don't like that font? I think with the font, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a, a, a two. Two on the font. I'll so. go two with the font, but if we had a poster, I would go for a four. Cause that's, I mean, I would. I like that kind of movie that's in that poster. Did you add it up? Twenty-four. Okay, Stephen Stephen Ray Morris added up. We're at twenty-four. This is not a very lifetimey movie. This is pretty low on the scale. I, you know, lifetime movies can be like cheesy and bad and stuff, but I like that about a lifetime movie. Yeah, this was not. It just wasn't like campy enough. Honestly, I think a lot of it was that Haley was tired. I think she was too. I think she was like, yeah, probably hospitalized for exhaustion after. I knew when it started because there was this shot of the house and it just stayed on the house. But then the camera looked like it was shaking. And I was like, why is it like, are these people that terrible? But then I realized they had like Haley's body double walking down the stairs being like, bye, honey. The kid's like, you're the perfect dad. It was like five minutes of dialogue. It's like from the 70s, just this still shot of the house kind of moving back. Like, How did you know it was her body double? Well, otherwise they, they have Haley. I mean, they're paying for it. They might as well have showed her, right? Oh, right. I guess Shown that's her. true. So Maybe figured, they couldn't afford her for the seventh day of the shoot or something. Yeah, or it's another writing backwards where they're like, we don't have that moment where they're like, you're the perfect husband and our perfect child. Yeah. Let's add it. Yeah. Ronnie, thank you so much for being here today. Where can people find you online? Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me at the Watch What Crappens Bravo podcast or the Rose Pricks Bachelor podcast. Look them up. You can find them all at RonnieCaram.com, y'all. Ronnie, you're my fave. Thank you so much for being here. Our very first guest, and here you are at the halfway point. You guys, we are almost done with this season. Uh, We are taking, or we have just taken a little bit of a two-week production break, which is good. That's a good thing. We want this season to last a little bit longer 
then it, we would have just zipped through it 15 weeks in a row. Come on. That's so you know? great. I like that you have a set 15 Well, I'm going to see if, if this is, well, this is the, the hope. Is that, well, first of all, I'm working on some, some big uh, coupons for you guys. But um, I also, ideally, I don't know, if people like this show, we can either crowdfund it, we can do a Patreon where, I don't know, we release extra... I do an extra one of these a month or something like that, or there's other sorts of bonuses. We watch yeah. them live, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I feel like if we're going to do a second season, we need to crowdfund it because mom's not getting paid for this. I'm actually paying for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And Make it's my money, pleasure. Girl. It's my pleasure to do this because it's a dream of mine, but I don't know if I can do this. I have I have to do the other podcasts, you know? Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. I've got nothing going on. You don't on. ever want it to feel like a dead end, you know? And you no guys, one wants you to feel like it's a dead end. They don't want their mom, like, all depressed. Everybody wants a happy mom. If anyone has, like... I don't know. Some I don't know. Whatever. Never mind. I <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think was, that was actually really good goal setting. You just set your goal <laughs> on the air. Just like Travis Alexander. All right, bye you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I know when the just know I see the beauty in the shadows. Oh, whoa, whoa. You've been hiding. <laughs> 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 so now you're rescuing me. It appears so. Okay. I'm glad you could make it today. Thanks for inviting me. Well, thank you for putting your life on line for us. Yep. When you lost us, I'll be your angel in disguise. Hey, everybody, on. Pick up all the pieces till we fit in on the mold. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep with Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, so reach out to us on Twitter at MMISWP. And while you're here, why not smash that subscribe button and make us a part of your weekly routine? If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. It helps our ranking in the iTunes store and lets other people find the show and share the lifetime love. Today's show was produced by Stephen Ray Morris with support from Christina Lopez. Molly Mae McMahon from Six Peaks made our logo. Additional thanks to our associate producer, Nicole Matthew. I'm your host, Molly McLear, and you can find me across social media as Malls or on Snapchat, Malls Official. Until next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. 
The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.